Welcome to the Fit for More podcast. I'm your host, Ben Reed. I'm a follower of Jesus, a pastor, husband, father, and fitness enthusiast. At Flight, we're passionate about two things, faith and fitness. More specifically, we wanna help connect those two areas in your life, helping you live a lifestyle of full health and wellness while strengthening and equipping you to be fit for more through topics on faith, fitness, wellness, nutrition, and more. What's up, Fly family? Welcome to the podcast. We are so excited to kick off a brand new season here. We're going to do something a little bit differently this time. You know, we've been looking at the connection between faith and fitness. Uh, I think, though, that that typically as we go throughout our day and we do different fitness activities and look, whether that's you do soccer or running or baseball or, or weightlifting, if you do CrossFit or Orange Theory, whatever it is that you do, I think that we're tempted to segment every part of our lives and we go, okay, I work out at, at this hour and I go to work at this hour and I go to church at this hour every week. And, and the truth is there's really no wall between the sacred and the secular. Because if we allow it, everything is spiritual. Like we've been working to see Jesus in our fitness, but I want us to help us. I want to help us see that God wants to teach us something and work through us in such a way that there is no such thing as a Sunday morning Christian. You're a believer in every moment. And in every moment, God wants to teach you something. And in every activity, God wants to teach you something. So really the whole point of the season on the podcast is to wake us up, to open our eyes to the truth that God wants to shape us and form us in each of our activities. So we're going to tackle a bunch of different activities, sports and fitness and everything in between. And let me tell you this, if you've got an idea, uh, something that you want us to go, okay, how can we see what God might teach us through this activity, through this um, way of doing fitness, through this sport, then I would encourage you to drop us a line. Drop us a note through Instagram, through email, and we'll work to answer that question and just ask the uh, the question of you and of us. What does God want us to teach us through that sport? So the one we're going to tackle today is running. So I I have kind of off and on over the years gotten into and out of running. I'm working on prepping for a marathon right now, and so I'm pounding the pavement a lot, getting a lot of miles in, and just have been asking myself the question, what does God want to teach me as I'm running? Now, there are tons of things that God teaches me about life because I listen to podcasts and audible, audible books, and uh, I try to absorb information, and that's good. I think if you and your sport allows you to do that, that's great. But what I've been asking myself is, what is the connection between running and our spiritual growth? What's the connection between the way that we run and how God wants to grow us and form us spiritually? So the first is this. It's if I think I can do it, then I will. If I think I can do it, then I will. Because that's exactly how I approach running. Um, if I think that day that I can run, then I will. If not, then I won't. Um, I won't forget the first time that I ran and it was like really super cold outside and rainy. It was miserable, but I was determined to finish those miles. It was just three miles. And then uh, a few weeks later, when I did 15 miles in the cold rain, I knew I could because I'd previously done it. I've woken up some mornings and just knew that there was no possible way that I couldn't do it today. And so I didn't. So the spiritual connection is how you think is how you live. How you think is how you live. Romans 12, uh, verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. 
read one more verse and then we'll talk about it a little bit. Second Corinthians 10 verses three to five. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive, here it is, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So in the same way that if I uh, if the thought that I capture is I'm going to run today, then I will. If the thought that I capture is, okay, it's too cold, it's too rainy, it's too wet, or it's too hot, it's too miserable, I'm too tired, I'm too exhausted. If whatever that I think in that moment, that's how I'll live it out. And what the Apostle Paul in both of these instances is saying is that the way that you think is the way that you live. The way that you think points your feet in a certain direction. What we think in our hearts in turn, affects our actions. Jesus confirmed this connection. He said in Matthew 15, 19, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. So what he's saying here is that murder was a thought before it was an action. Theft here started as an idea before it morphed into an action. We humans act out the condition of our hearts through our lives, our actions and our lives resemble what we think. So we have to take responsibility for our thoughts. We have to renew our mind and change the way that we think. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So the way that we think changes our actions, whether we're talking about running or our spiritual fitness. Number two is this, that my run is as tough as I want it to be. Because look, if I want to sprint, I will. If I want to jog, I will. If I want to go out for an easy run, I can go out for an easy run. If I want to just blow up my uh, my quads then and my calves, then I'm going to run a, a whole bunch of wind sprints up a hill. Check this out. 1 Corinthians 9, 25 to 27. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I've preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Are you taking ownership of your spiritual growth? Or is your spiritual growth owning you? Does the sum total of your relationship with God look like one hour of worship on a Sunday morning? Or are you competing as if you're training up for a marathon? I mean, look, I have a plan to train for this marathon. I have a spreadsheet that says I need to run this number of miles on this date at this level of exertion. The question is, do do we have a plan like that for our spiritual growth? Or are we letting it like a boxer just kind of bowl over us and beat us up with life? Or are we saying, I'm going to train up just like I'm training for a marathon? How much more important is our spiritual growth than checking the box and saying that we ran a marathon? So do you have a plan for your spiritual growth? Do you have a daily plan? Do you have a mentor? Do you have a coach? Do you have a race day schedule? Are you changing your nutrition when it comes to your spiritual walk with Jesus? Your walk with Jesus is can Jesus can be as intense as you want it to be. Now, Apostle Paul here says that he's competing in a race. The truth is you're as spiritually disciplined as you want to be. You're as close to Jesus as you want to be. 
And as far as you run from Jesus, though, here's the great news. You realize he's only one turn back in the right direction. So let's put a spiritual growth plan in place, just like we would put a plan in place for training for a marathon. The next is that consistency is the key. So the key for me getting better at running is that I have three short to medium runs during the week and then one long run on the weekend. I can feel my body changing. I can feel my my heart rate changing. I can feel my lungs changing each week as I Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday run what I'm supposed to run. Consistently, I show up every single week. If I want to actually get fit, I have to run on the days that I want to and on the days that I don't, on the days when I'm busy and on the days when I'm free. I have to find a time to run. I have to develop that discipline, whether that's in the morning or over lunch or in the evening. I have to be consistent. And the same is true with our faith. If I want to grow my faith, I've got to prize consistency. I have to show up every day. I'm not going to be perfect, but I've got to think critically and act intentionally in every season. Let me say that again. I've got to think critically and act intentionally in every season. After a whole section on the dangers and the powers of sin and death, Paul concludes 1 Corinthians 15. And I would encourage you, go read this on your own. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58 says, Therefore, which means, hey, in light of everything that I've just said, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. He doesn't say on Sunday mornings, give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, or when you just when you wake up in the morning, or when you pray before a meal. He says, always. There's no wall between the sac- sacred and the secular. We might like to segment our lives, but the truth is, there's no wall there. And if, look, let's put this into running. If I just approach running and say, okay, well, Four days a week for 30 minutes to two and a half hours, I'm going to run. But I never think about my nutrition. I never think about my hydration. I never think about my sleep. Then I'm not going to be a really great runner. So I'm going to be a great runner. It has to spill over into everything that I do. Paul says, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. How much more important is it that we labor towards the Lord, not just labor in terms of our running, in terms of our fitness. See, there's a lot of links there between how I'm beginning to train for running and how I went to train when it comes to my spiritual growth. Well, next time we're going to look at a different sport, a different activity, and really ask ourselves the questions. What are some of the key principles that we can learn from this sport that help us fuel, that are fuel on our fire so that we can pursue Jesus together? Talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us on the Fit for More podcast. Make sure to visit us at flightsport.com and connect with us on all social media platforms at flightsport. That's F-L-Y-T-E-S-P-O-R-T. Looking forward to being with you again next episode.